Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema. How are you doing, Michael? Summer vacation, baby. It's all about breaks now, huh? Well, hey, I just got back from vacation, spent a lovely, lovely week kind of off the grid. (laughs) If you can be off the grid anymore in the... Dominican Republic in La Romana. I was very jealous. Looked oh. very nice, very comfortable. So this was my daily routine. We would we would get up in the morning, put on our bathing suits, lather up in sunscreen, head down to the buffet breakfast. Now we spent most of our time trying to track down the guy with the orange juice and the coffee with milk. You know, they're they're running around. Interesting. But nobody speaks English. Oh, so, so you were off the grid. Yeah, well, we sort of don't speak Spanish, so that was kind of a barrier. But, you know, we would have a lovely breakfast, and then, well, we'd go out to the beach. And we were like Sheldon in Big Bang Theory. We had our spot. It was <laughs> it was under this beautiful grapevine and two chairs there, lovely shade, about 15 feet from the, from the waves of the ocean. And uh, we Sounds just sit nice. there. And, Sounds lovely. Yeah, somewhere along the morning, you know, the person would come by wanting our drink order and uh, you sort of forget about time when you're ordering the frozen margarita now does margarita translate okay oh they goes both ways right they get frozen they get frozen margarita real well they sure do and uh you know then about 1 32 o'clock little snack go up have a little snack little Uh, snack little 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 drinks uh, a few more no wonder your smile was so nice all those pictures i saw and then over to the pool and then we'd hang out (laughs) by the pool till about 5 30 Go to dinner, hang out at the bar with the entertainment after dinner, go to bed. Repeat. Did that for seven days. Rinse, repeat. A little Groundhog yeah. Day. Yeah, the only the only interlude in that was uh, we did play, I, pl- I played golf. My wife served as no. the ever, ever lovely and beautiful cart girl. Pin and, girl. Uh, yeah, take the pin, right? Well, she... Uh, no. no, she sat in the cart, but she oh, took okay. a lot of pictures, which was very lovely. And yeah. uh, we did do a couple's massage. That was also very lovely and relaxing. And unfortunately, we passed our COVID tests. So we <laughs> had to come home. <laughs> you know, there was a part of me going, you know, if I fail this COVID test... It's kind of like a burning cruise ship. You get a couple extra days. That's it. It's I'm kind of stuck in paradise. So there we go. I've had my vacation, but today, today we go to the classic National Lampoon's vacation. The one that really started it all. Oh, the, the one that kicked it all off on July 29th of 1983. Now, this surprised me. For a budgeted film of $15 million. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money in 1983, by the a way. A lot of million. A lot of money. The box office returned $61.4 million. And yeah. for, I Non-worldwide. Just, yeah. I just kind of expected this to be more, didn't you? Well, I, I, you know, it certainly has a cult following now. It's become big. It's everywhere on and, all uh, the time. I, I think... Vegas vacation, Christmas, especially Christmas vacation, mm-hmm. have far outgrossed it. 
Yeah. You know, because of the years, too. Isn't it funny, by the way, how we forget about the ill-fated first sequel, European European (laughs) Vacation? Uh, You know, I think it was more that wasn't as family-friendly. Yeah, well, they had to bring it back to that PG PG thirteen rating. Well, that one went R, and they lost a lot of people. And you know what was really weird? They kept changing the kids. You know, they did. It's like Clark they and Ellen. And they made fun of that. Didn't age, but the kids kept changing. Yeah, they well, they they they've made fun of that a little bit over the years. Uh, the different kids, but but um, no, I still go back to this first one was R. Yeah, and when did it become popular? When it went to TV, this you is know, true. It's it's you can't watch it with the kids. So if you're watching the, this was another one of those movies I saw sanitized most of my life, and then all of a sudden you actually watch the real one. It's like, oh yeah, well, there's nudity in this one. I didn't know that. A, <laughs> They've never shown that on TV a before. Touch of little, uh, skin, so little, to speak. Little, 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 little shot, yeah. And you know, here we here we go again. You know, directed by the the late the great great Harold Ramis. Yeah. You know, Caddyshack. Groundhog Day, analyze this, and then just start throwing in the movies he was in, like Stripes and Did you know on and on and he on. He directed four episodes of The Office. I yeah. had no idea. Yeah, right at going the, through this. Right yeah. at the beginning. You know, like, what, season one or two, wasn't it? It was but right up front. Once again, we see our SNL cast, because as you look at the Caddyshack, Club Paradise, Groundhog Day, Breakfast Club, Weird Science, you see all the SNL oh, characters, yeah. and we're going to see them coming yeah, up here the, as we go through. The gang, the band is back they, together. They love hanging out together. <laughs> yes. You know, let's talk about the cast. And and I've, I've thrown oh, in... Oh, s- before we get cast, oh, the writer... Oh, John Hughes. Yeah, John Hughes. Another John Hughes one we've done him many times. Well, and that's reflective of our decrepit and (laughs) aging uh, lives of which we live. We love him. And I I forgot he had done the the 2015 uh, vacation. Yeah. Where, obviously, it was uh, Chevy Chase and Beverly D'Angelo came back as Grammy Grandma. Yeah, but they were like a little bit piece at the end. And that's when you went, ooh, Chevy, time time has not been kind, you know. (laughs) But meanwhile, Beverly Beverly D'Angelo, we look at and we go, she still looks fantastic. Excellent. You know, yeah. amazing. So let's talk about the cast. So we have playing, and it's it's the about the Griswold family. And mm-hmm. let's talk who the, the four Griswolds are. Clark Griswold, played by Chevy Chase. You know, obviously we have had Chevy in Caddyshack. Uh, great movie, Spies Like Us. We, we did the movie with him. Three Amigos, and as you just referenced, makes a little bit appearance in Vacation 2015. Fletch. Oh, how can Love we him not Fletch. mention Fletch, lives. Fletch and L.A. Yeah. Story? And then, of course, all and the never-ending sequels to the Vacation, the Vacation Saga. He was in that inaugural year of SNL where he kind of separated himself from everybody else and left early. You, you know, know what? To go do Seems Like Old Times, I think. Now, this dates it. So modern. He modern was props. most known in Saturday Night Live in the, that first year. And think about how many years Saturday Night Live has been on for playing President Gerald R. Ford. <laughs> a little Folks, while ago, he was a president of the United States a long, long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He uh, he 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 was big time. Oh, he sure was. Did you was. ever see uh, Modern Proms? I don't when he know had the goo cover him and he had the abilities and oh, there's some old ones. Seems like old times. My yeah. prompts. My parents loved him, so I had all those NBHS tapes. Uh, so I could course. watch them. Of course, there you go. Yeah. Now let's move on. Playing his wife, Ellen Griswold, 
Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah. Uh, she's been in, of course, every vacation movie reprising mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. role. Uh, we've mentioned this before. She's been in Law & Order SVU. She serves as a judge, uh, plays the role of a judge. Uh, she was in the television series Entourage. Uh, by the way, she was in the House Bunny. <laughs> I, I don't know, Pacific Heights. I think she plays uh, Michael Keaton's girlfriend. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But wait a minute. She's also in Harold and Kumar Escape Guantanamo. Oh, that was a money dig. <laughs> oh, my word. Come on, Beverly. You're better than that. Oh, you sure are, aren't you? Good heavens. Now, playing their daughter, Audrey, was Dana Barron. And where she really is known for is... Beverly Hills 90210. Yeah, she was a, it was about what 10, 12 episodes, I forget. She mm-hmm. was in there. She played uh, a little little, little problem uh, for Brenda, a little, little uh, friend who wasn't good. Yeah, I remember a, her. Yeah, there you go. And, and the one movie that stuck out to me? Yeah. Death Wish 4. Death Wish 4. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dana. Oh, when you're that far Dana down. Didn't do so well. Not so good. She was also yeah. in Heaven Help but, Us. But I did think Death Wish 1, 2, and 3, yeah. it'd be hard to be in a sequel when the name of the movie is Death Wish. Death Wish. Probably there's not a whole lot of returning yeah, characters. This is true. But she, like yeah. I said, she was in Heaven Help Us. And oh, that was that's a known piece. We have to there redeem her a little bit. A little bit. Also in Python, another kind of horror type movie. <laughs> so <laughs> now, Dana. now, playing her brother, Rusty Griswold, is yeah. Anthony Michael Hall. He did it very well. And I'm telling you, I, I started looking at his later career and I'm going, He's still churning stuff out. Oh, he's doing well. You know? Yeah, so he's doing well. We he, know him. Let's go to the Wayback Machine first. Way back. 16 Candles. Uh, go back further. Before Vacation, his first big breakout was Six Pack. Kenny oh. Rogers. Oh, I love that. The old Dirt Track movie. He oh, played uh, Doc in that. He was the mechanic guy, a little 12 year old. Oh, jeez. Great. The fact that you know that should yeah. disturb I, us. At I could some sing you the song. I love Six Pack. Next, next thing you know, you're going to tell me you like Kenny Rogers' roasted chicken that went out of business. <laughs> you know, sure. <laughs> Uh, but we know him from 16 Candles, Excellent, Breakfast yeah. Club, Weird Science. Then, Edward Scissorhands. He was in The Dark Knight. How about Z Nation, War Machine, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? I mean, that's all recent stuff. Yeah. This guy has had an amazing career uh, playing those ca- that those characters that are like a half step beyond... Or below the megastar. Yeah, I, I I think the big crossover. He played that nerdy kid. A lot of John Hughes movies. Johnny B. Good, where he came out as the star quarterback mm-hmm. and was being recruited by all these colleges. I mean, it's a it's a fun. Of course, we have Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. also is his best friend in that. So it's that kind of kind of one of those movies you go back and you're looking and you're thinking, wow, eh, you know, who knew? Just a little but, bit. But um, it really crossed him over from nerdy kid to. Hunk, mm-hmm. you know, he, he really put on the weight and looked yeah, good. Yeah, we go back to the Breakfast Club. He was, he was the, nerd. the nerdy kid oh. who was tasked with writing the essay for the Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, playing Aunt Edna is Imogene <laughs> Coca. And she's amazing when you look at the scope and breadth of her career. I remember her most as a kid growing up from Bewitched. Mm-hmm. The old mm-hmm. uh, reruns of Bewitched. A lot of uh, TV. Love American Style was another one she was in. But here you go. Old movies, the show of shows. They meet again. Shirley Temple's storybook. She was in Grindel. How about 
The Return of the Beverly Hillbillies, where she played Granny. Granny's Ma, I think. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Isn't that now, crazy? She, uh, I know she died in 2001. Yeah. And, and I had, she started in 1948. But you mentioned, uh, you remember her from TV from which one? Bewitched. For me, Moonlighting. Oh, yes. Yeah, I had her from Moonlighting. Yeah. You know, so. That was a great show, Moonlighting. You know, it was funny. I was listening to another podcast uh, trying to talk about movies, and uh, they just kind of dropped as a reference, you know, well, uh, about Moonlighting. You know, and it was like he, the the tension between the guy and the girl in the show, but where they were together. uh, uh, Sybil Shepard, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And we're talking about that tension, and they just kind of offhandedly said, you know, about this movie where there was this tension between the two characters. You know, well, I was really glad they didn't go moonlighting with it. And I'm thinking most people had no clue what they were talking about. I do remember that, so maybe I'm wrong. Let's talk about one of the breakout characters in this movie is Cousin Eddie, played by Randy Quaid. Oh, yeah. Oh, my word. Now, for me, Randy Quaid is always going to be that guy from Independence Day. <laughs> he has a great character. Oh, my word. Day. It's the he best He is hilarious. Character. Oh, I love him in that. He absolutely is brilliant but, in Independence but he, Day. He shows his range in With? Days of Thunder. Well, of course. You know, where uh-huh. he's, he's, he's a little bit hard on yeah. that. Um, then you go Kingpin, where he's just a ridiculous. Oh, goof. Kingpin, he's brilliant. Are you yeah. kidding me? Uh, Brokeback Mountain, a movie that was a you know. I haven't seen it. Uh, you don't want it. Yeah, I uh, think it's so. a little uncomfortable for most people. Uh, I figure he was, but here again in, in the Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle, and he's reprising Eddie many times in the Vegas. Uh, he, he does that Christmas and yeah. Vegas vacations. Yeah, I always think of it as Uncle Eddie more because I love the way the interaction is with Rusty and, and Audrey. But mm-hmm. but uh, come on now, Caddyshack too. Oh, 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 no, no, just say no. It's kind of like this LIV golf tour, you know, just say no. Oh, you lost your boy. <laughs> little Dustin uh, left. Well, no, DJ, DJ. Oh, boy. He, he's not a smart man. Well, he's going to regret that when he can't play for Team USA. But. It doesn't matter because they paid him. Digress. A, they paid him $120 million. <laughs> to go be the poster boy of this new uh, golf yeah, well, Nichol- Nicholson supposedly got 200 million dollars can you imagine generational wealth for signing a contract to chase a little white ball nobody is offering me that but i digress (laughs) not yet let's go on we're going to talk about cousin eddie's wife Catherine, who's played by miriam flynn and you know we know her from babe taking liberty big love um Emperor's New Groove. She's a voice in a Disney voice, movie. Okay. Uh, how about Curb Your Enthusiasm? Oh, yeah. She shows yeah. up in the HBO Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I have simply referenced as the raunchy Seinfeld. I haven't but, seen it. Oh, it's, it's, it's good. But it's raunchy. Well, yeah, it's one of these where uh, Christ Culture and Cinema is not recommending not Curb Your Enthusiasm. However, if you wander into that lane, you're going to see... A Seinfeld esque with all the raunch. I, I have Bucky Larson in 18 again because those are oh, older movies Bucky I remember. Bucky Larson, yeah. sure. I forgot about her. In yeah, that. But she did a lot of TV. She has a lot of TV. But put together a beautiful little career. Yeah. How about playing now? Here, This is where I love this. This is one of those where I had this oh my moments. Cousin Vicky. You know, this is Eddie oh, yeah. and Catherine's daughters, played by Dr- Jan Krakowski. And it, she's made a great career for herself. Oh, my word. 30 Rock yeah. is brilliant. 
I loved no, that's 30 funny. Rock. She that well. is a great show. She was in Ally McBeal. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, guess where she also shows up? Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a Christmas Carol 2004. Uh, she was in that as, I believe, the ghost of Christmas Future. Uh, nice. Yeah. I had Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet, but I heard it's pretty good. Okay. And then uh, the one movie I, I recognize was Pixels, which I still haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. It's all right. You don't want to see it. If you miss it, you yeah. have not missed anything. But she has done very well. She has. Oh. Now, playing her brother and Eddie and Catherine's son is Cousin Dale, played by John mm-hmm. Nevin. He disappeared. Well, after 86, he did one movie in 93. Yeah. Um, was it called Nothing Since? So, no, I put that. But I, consider, I didn't know what the movie was. Consider he were, what he was in. He was in Taps. He was in Taps. So a lot of, lot of young boys were yep. in Taps. Uh, television shows, Silver Spoons, Facts of Life. Then he was in Explorers, Jennifer Slept Here, and that was about it. Yeah, and the movie Losing It, which yeah. was popular back then. But yeah, but that's he about didn't, it. Yeah, he, he pretty much, uh, after 86, he was done. No, I love this. The one who sells Clark Griswold, <laughs> the, the, the family, family truckster. truckster, the ugliest station wagon ever made. This predates the minivan, people. It does. Was Eugene Levy, who is simply brilliant. We know him from the American Pie movies. We know him from Father of the Bride 2 and the old Canadian television show second city television folks if you can find it go watch it you will be laughing hysterically there's a a lot of sctv stuff out there oh it's just so good uh but of course we know most recently for uh schitt's creek Mm -hmm. that's with two t's people that's the name of the place we're being careful in trouble i don't want to get in trouble that would be a bad thing uh i didn't know this did you know he is the voice of the bobblehead einstein's in Night at the Museum, <laughs> oh my word. I haven't seen that, so no. You, you've never seen Night at the Museum? No. We may have to stop right now. That is a phenomenally really hilarious, fun movie. Having grown up in the metropolitan New York area, you know, one of the field trips we always had to do when we were in grammar right. school is go to the Museum of, you know, uh, the Metropolitan Museum of History, you know, the go there for the natural, uh, all the stuff. And in to see the museum come to life, I took my kids there after the movie. We went to New York. We were living in Arizona. And, of course, it's not the same as the movie, but a lot of it is. And to go into the diorama room with all the little setups of the cowboys <laughs> and Indians and the Roman legions or to go see the giant um, stone statue from Easter Island that comes that comes to life. You know, dum-dum-one-gum-gum. I mean, it's just it's a scream. I have to watch it, Trust I guess. Trust me, you're going to oh, have boy. to watch it. I am de- uh, I am saddened that you haven't I, done so. I am still that kid who watched way too many movies growing up. So to me, it was Club Paradise and Armed and Dangerous. Oh, Those Armed and Dangerous is a Lemon great Lemon movie. Yeah. But one other I don't want to forget. He's also in Dumb and Dumber. Oh, yeah. You know, we don't want to leave that behind. <laughs> now, playing Mr. Wally of Wally World, who is basically the Walt Disney guy, is Eddie Bracken, another old-time actor. The Miracle of Morgan's Creek. But I forgot. He died in 2002. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't. I totally forgot. He was in Rookie of the Year. Oh, yeah. Owner. Hail the Conquering Hero and Home Alone 2. Two. Two. Yeah. Not to be confused Not as with good. one. It's good. Not as yeah, good. it's cute. But that means, you know, and 
He was in the movie with Donald Trump. That's true. <laughs> he was also with Sly Stallone in Oscar. Oh. Stallone's uh, attempt at a comedy. That's not good. It well, wasn't good. He also did that other one, like the uh, the the one where he had, had like a stop or my mom will shoot. Yeah, that no, was it. That movie, was yeah. also awful. I now, love Stallone, but those are not, give me more Rambo. Now, my favorite character in the entire movie, hands down, who plays Lasky, the guard at Wally World. Okay. Sorry, folks. The park's closed. We should have told you out front. Is John Candy. We've I, had him on a few times. Oh, we just love John. You know, and John Candy is just, he is the bomb diggity, and life was cut too short. Yeah. And he just has a, in the words of Zombieland, that guy has a direct pipeline to my funny bone. <laughs> I mean, he just makes me laugh. Pla- yeah. Planes, trains, and automobiles, space balls, Uncle Buck, the Blues Brothers, Cool Runnings. Cool Runnings, man. Uh, let's see. The Great Outdoors. Summer Rental. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Splash. Home Alone. Brilliant. I mean, Stripes. Stripes. 1941. How can we even forget? JFK. Stripes. He's huge. Oh, my gosh. He died during, I think, the film The Canadian Bacon, so I've never watched it. I literally, I love the guy. I love his acting. I've never watched Canadian Bacon because I don't want to remember that John Candy. Yeah. Well, the other one is the uh, Wagons East. That was the last movie he worked on. He he died. Wagons East, I thought it was Canadian Bacon. No, it was Wagons East when he died. Uh, I just love the line in Stripes when they're sitting there getting to know each other in their platoon. And he goes, well, if you haven't noticed, fellas, I have a little problem with my with my weight. And here, here comes our Bill Murray reference. No, no. What, are you kidding me? So I thought, well, He's join true. the army, work out a little, see the world, become a, a mean, mean, lean fighting machine. machine. <laughs> oh my he is so great in that. Okay, my second favorite character, because... This is the beauty of my youth, is the Ferrari. She's referenced in the movie as Ferrari, Ferrari Girl. Ferrari Girl, yeah. It's Christy Brinkley. Now, oh, yeah. I knew it's Christy. first movie. As a teenage boy, I knew Christy Brinkley from Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue. I Thank you it. very much. I think we all did. Um, Jackie, she's only been in a few things, which is really funny. Uh, she shows up again, reprises the role in Vegas Vacation. She was in a little thing called Jack and Jill. But this is where you discovered she could be absolutely funny, adorable. Parks and Recreation, she plays the wife to the one gentleman who works there that they all pick on, Gergich. She's Mrs. Gergich in Parks. I remember that. Oh, my gosh. Because well, That must have been like third season. I don't think I got through the second Oh, one gosh. Yet. You've not you've not seen all the seat. We you I know haven't. I haven't. We, we may have to find a replacement. <laughs> That's mean, not even a movie. It's oh, Parks no, and Rec. But it's Parks and Rec. It's everybody knows The Office. Go watch Parks and Recreation. It is brilliantly written, and you'd be shocked who shows up. I in have, look, I only have so many hours. I'm trying to finish up now. Uh, um, oh, what's the one on Netflix that just came out season four? Uh, Stranger Things. Stranger I'm Things. Trying to get to that. I'm trying to keep up with the Kenobi series. You yeah. know, I, I should work a little. I can't just sit this, and watch movies. This is part of our Unless job. Unless you tell we, me to. We have defined <laughs> this as part of our job. No, she plays the wife of Jerry Gergich, and she's obviously Christy Brinkley. And Jerry Gergich kind of looks like, well, a little bit like John Candy. Right. And, uh, you know, Jerry is just, he's one of those consummate public employees you know does his job and they all pick on jerry 
and they go to Jerry's house for his Christmas party and they realize this is his wife and he has these two daughters that look like Christy Brinkley and they're all going, there's this massive disconnect because <laughs> nobody knew what he was outside he of was. the office. Oh my gosh. So Christy Brinkley and now playing cam- uh, at the Camp Comfort Clerk. Oh yeah. Now this is what's Gotta bring so up funny. our brother. Again, another another Bill Murray, Murray reference. Brian Doyle Murray is playing the Camp Comfort cl- check-in clerk. Now, what's funny about that is Brian Doyle Murray is also going to be in a little movie called Christmas Vacation. <laughs> he was. <laughs> Where he's going to play Clark Griswold's boss. Yeah, different character. Different character entirely, different character. but hey, why not? Let's bring him back. But we know him from Caddyshack. Uh, Wayne's World, JFK. You know, several of these actors have shown up in JFK, JFK that yeah. you would never expect to be there. Authenticity. Uh, of course, one we've done and we love, Groundhog Day. Uh, Scro- oh, yeah. How about Scrooged? We oh, did that one. great in that one. Uh, how I Got in the College. Have you ever seen that movie? Oh, it's, no. it's, it's good. Put it on your list, folks. That is a funny movie. It's about, it's about a kid trying to get into college. It is a scream. You go back into the Wayback Machine a little. He was in 16 Candles. So we have a little crossover there with Rusty. And uh, he was in one of the worst movies ever made. The movie that starred David Letterman, Cabin Boy. I don't remember that. Oh, it's so bad. It's absolutely in the top 10 worst movies ever made. Letterman did a movie. Oh, it's... Oh, boy. He did a movie, and it taught him never to make another one. And I have one last character. I think the same one I have. Grover? I was going uh, the uh, motorcycle cop. Oh, no. No, no. I went Grover. Okay. Uh, and he's the one who works uh, opposite of John Candy's character. Remember, he's oh, the one who said, Mr. Yeah. Wally, he humiliated me, made me, tied me up and made me bark like a dog. <laughs> I remember that. What do you have him in? Uh, Frank McRae is fascinating. You know, he was a football player. Uh, so he's made some serious movies like uh, License to Kill. Red Dawn, another 48 hours. He was in Rocky II, oh, uh, which I thought was pretty watch, yeah. interesting. He was also in Loaded Weapon. That's terrible. A couple of episodes of ER and 1941. Oh, we see that a couple times. Oh, yeah. Every time we've been doing a movie lately, uh, 1941. So yes. for the motorcycle cop, uh, I don't know if it's James Kesh or Kish. Well, I think the dog kept up with you for the first <laughs> mile or two. Uh, he he was in uh, Walk the Line. Oh, but, yeah. but going back to those 80s, The Experts, Ooh. Travolta, I thought. Uh, Wildcats, where he plays Coley Hawn's husband, mm-hmm. uh, gets knocked out. And then Moving Violations. So he had some good older movies, which, again, was kind of in that day and age where I was in junior high and watched everything ever made because I didn't want to go outside. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. Why would you? It was hot and humid, and you could laugh and watch great movies. I'm telling you, full bag VHS tapes for a week for 10 bucks. Stars and Stripes video, baby. I watched them all. <laughs> we could get 21 videos in that bag for the week. It's a lot of movies. Oh, my word. Now, it's my let, childhood. Let's talk about this movie. We have, we have spent way too much time on other stuff today. It oh, it's seems. such a great cast, though. But it's such a, it's great, a great cast, cast. And it's vacation, and we're in the middle of vacation season. I know yours is coming up, and oh, we just love vacation. Well, we have Clark Griswold, and he is going to take the family 
on a vacation. They live in Chicago. Chicago, your old neck of the woods. Chicago. And they're going to go to Wally World. And instead of flying to California. Wally World, they're going to drive the lovely Route 66. Now, what I love at Get the beginning kicks. of the movie, I love this at the beginning of the movie. He's He's got the itinerary because he's an advanced guy. And after all, this is 1983. He has what it boils down to as like an Atari uh, kind of uh, look. It's it's very, very oh, hokey, I old think, school. I think he was on the Commodore, and Rusty came at him with the Atari. Well, oh, what yeah. happened is he's on the television, and he's mapping out the route from Chicago, little dotted lines, and all of a sudden, Rusty comes with the Pac-Man character. Stop that, Rusty. Stop, stop. Don't, don't eat, eat the family truckster. Don't eat the truckster, yeah. <laughs> Rusty. So oh, great. But, of course, they're going to go in a brand-new car, you know, because... This trip is, this is a once in a lifetime. They're going to create family memories. So they go to pick up the car they ordered. And it wasn't the car in ice blue. It was the family truckster yeah. in Pete Green. <laughs> Dav- Davenport. Oh, Get Mr. Clark's car. Get Mr. Griswold's car back. And they had already come back in <laughs> it. Oh, my word, it's a hunk of metal. Hunk of twisted rotten metal. Well, guess we're taking the family truckster. Just love that. So they... Show show up at home in the ugly car. They load up, and you know because they're going. This gonna, is your automobile. This is this is. Eugene <laughs> <laughs> Lefty is just priceless. It's great. And Clark takes the car, and they load up, and off they go. And of course, they're going to do the historic kind of ride, and they're going to visit family along the way because Wally World is the promised land, the the arch, the land flowing with fun and family memories. But, That's the destination. But along the way, they're going to go visit uh, Cousin Eddie. They're going to visit Aunt Edna. They're going to visit uh, Cousin Catherine I, and the kids. I think the movie clips from YouTube kind of summarize the movie really quick because there's yeah. 10 of them. Yeah. From Clark's new car. Yeah. Asleep at the wheel. Yeah. Cousin Eddie's barbecue. Yeah. Tough little mud. You know, seeing that is. <laughs> Kept up with the, for course, the first mile. <laughs> road closed. <laughs> She's dead. She's dead. Skinny dipping. We know what scene that is. Yeah. Wally World's closed. Breaking into Wally World and meeting Wally. So meeting it's, Wally. it's like you go through. It's like, oh yeah, that summarizes the movie but perfectly. Let's let's just there think about go. some of the things. So they're on the way. Oh. And I, you know, I was thinking about this movie. So there you go. You got a nice little summary because this is going to be a cross country drive. These are stops along the way, and as they're going from Chicago, they're driving south. They're going to go through. Somehow they missed the turn. No, they don't end up in St. Louis. They end up in East St. Louis. It's a big difference. We know we have some Midwestern uh, listeners here. And East St. Louis happens to be on the other side of the Mississippi River in Illinois. And it's got a lot of crime. And, of course, they're driving. scary. I love when when they hear the gunshot. Roll them up. (laughs) Roll them up. Roll up the windows. And we've used that. And, of course, they lose their hubcaps there and the car gets tagged. But off they go. They're safe. They're protected. And you know, it's right there at that point of the movie. You know what I started thinking about? I, ha- I have a, a, a Christ crossover, a faith crossover. I started thinking of Abraham and Sarah <laughs> in their sojourn to the promised land. You know, uh, it took a while. Well, for Abraham and promise. Sarah, you know, you have the promised yeah. land. The promised land is, is is the land of Palestine, the land flowing with milk and honey, this this land set apart that God had for them. And and for Clark and for Ellen, the promised land was Wally World. And the kids. And, you know, in order to get there, though, 
you have to make the journey. He chose to make the journey. Could have flown. Well, he could have flown, yeah. but he wanted to do this journey. So off goes Clark, and you know, problem one. Now they get to, I think it's Kansas is where Cousin Eddie lives mm-hmm. with uh, mm-hmm. Cousin Catherine and Vicky and Dale and Ann Edna, whole little crew. I just love that whole scene there. But all of a sudden they realize we have to take Edna with us. <laughs> now who does Cousin Eddie remind me of in the story in summer? Because Eddie is kind of a mess. Eddie is a huge mess. And he, he does not have a very big role in this movie. No, he, he doesn't. He becomes huge in Vegas Christ- and Christmas. Christmas and, vacation is where yeah. he really makes his bones. But Eddie kind of reminds me of Lot, uh, of, uh, you oh, know, yeah. nephew Helper. Lot. He kind of is. I think he's Lot. What do you think? You think he's Lot? Oh, he's definitely uh, wants to be Clark's assistant. No, oh, he, he wants, he kind of, you know, hey, Clark there, you got a couple extra bucks for me. You know, I, I think he's <laughs> Lot, Lot. Well, you know, I kind of want that land over there. Can I, and Abraham, but fine, take that land. I, I, you take that side. I'll take this. Side. I don't know why they call it Hamburger Helper. It does just fine by itself. <laughs> oh, by itself. <laughs> Real ketchup, Eddie? Yeah. Real ketchup. Oh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, Cousin Eddie's I, I kind of think Eddie is Lot. Yeah. The, the more I, you know, kind of th- think about this, but, but and off they go, you know, and, and, of course, along the way, what happens? Not good. Not good. Has some has some struggles. You know, they got the dog, Snots. That's uh, not good either. And the dog Edna's dies. Dog. Edna's dog. Edna dies. <laughs> they <laughs> strap her to the roof. <laughs> Oh, my God. Now, think about it. Abraham and Sarah, they're traveling to the promised land. They just don't go alone. They have some death. And there's some, and they got the servants, and they got the animals, and they got everything they're taking with them. That's kind of like Clark in the family truckster. I'm just saying. He's got Edna. Road clothes. Uh, oh, gosh. That's just not good no. when he goes flying up in the yeah, air. Not good. Kind of gets delirious, ends up in the old western town. Yeah, oh yeah. You know, Flakes, he steals the money. It, 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 I, lo- check. I love steals when the money. guy shoots the gun and the you know the play gun in the western town, the uh, prop gun, <laughs> and, and all of a sudden Rusty can't hear one of my other favorite lines in the movie from Ellen. Are you happy now, Clark? The child is deaf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. So I'll get a drink. They're, they're running out of money. They're running out of patience. I love when they get to wherever they're going to drop off Edna, and they put her on the back porch wrapped up. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and they're like, well, shouldn't we say something? And Clark says this very impromptu par- prayer and says, uh, amen, let's go. Because <laughs> he is bound and determined for the promised land. He is bound and determined to get to Wally World. And at this point, Ellen is out. She's checked oh, out. Oh, she's done. She's tired. Audrey and she's Rusty, they're out. They've checked out. All of them want to go home. They've had enough. They don't need to get to Wally World. But Clark is on a sacred mission. He is. He's on a sacred journey. He is going to get them there one way or another. Absolutely he is. They are getting to Wally World. And when they get to Wally World, this is such a, you know, there's these commercials now. I think it's progressive insurance about these. They make fun of it. The young people who become their parents. And they pick on this on one thing. They get to Wally World and there's nobody in the parking lot. They're the first ones there. And Clark parks like a mile away from the gate. And they're like, well, Dad, go park up front. And he goes, no, 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 Rusty. Because at the end of the day. We'll be the first one out. We'll be the first one out. And that progressive commercial does the same thing. It's a nice parking spot. Park right here, right by. And they're like, stop worrying about the parking lot. You know, that's Clark. Well, they play that. Um, it's from the uh, the one movie, the da 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 da. Oh, Chariots of Fire. As they're running oh, yeah. to the gate, and then they get up perfect to, scene, and they get up to the gate, and there's the moose, and there's a button. Sorry, folks. Sorry, folks. Park's closed. <laughs> moose should have told you out front. 
I just love that. Uh, you know, it's such a great line. Uh, we have that as a Christmas ornament on our tree, and if you push it, it goes, sorry, folks, the park's closed. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. And Clark becomes unhinged. He is not going to be stopped by something as simple as some uh, closures to fix up. The, can't be fixing all the rides at once, right? Well, this is, in some respects, follow with me now here. Yeah, okay. Go. This is Abraham getting to the promised land. It's a beautiful land, land flowing of milk and honey. But there were Canaanites in the land. There were. And what does Abraham do? Uh, we just keep on going to Egypt. <laughs> they go off to he, Egypt. He did not trust. He did not trust. He went off to Egypt. Now, having said that, Clark, on the other hand, he's going to take matters into his own hand. Yeah, sporting goods store. He goes to sporting goods store, and what does he get? A starter's pistol. Wasn't that yeah, what he got? Like a, uh, BB gun or whatever. Yeah, it's like a gun. It's like whatever it is. Ridiculous. And he goes back to Wally World. And when he, they go walking in, it, who do they meet? Our boy, John Candy, Lasky the guard. Sorry, folks, the park's closed. The moose should have told you out front. And he pulls out the starter pistol. And, of course, the other guard, Grover, <laughs> he makes him get down on all fours. Stop. Now, park. Park like a dog. <laughs> oh. oh, my word. And, of course, they take Lasky as a hostage. And they fire up the rides, and they're going on all sorts of rides. That first one around the little kids' ride. There's some bigger ones. Let's go on a big one. Why'd you get on that one for the first place? Oh, John Candy looks like he's going to throw up when they're on the roller coaster. It's just just so precious. And as you noted, at the end, it's meeting Mr. Wally. Why? Because they're arrested. Well, the SWAT team shows up, and the police show up, and they get arrested. And I love Clark's explanation. You know, he says, you know, what would have happened if you got to Europe and they'd closed Europe? Well, they don't close the country, Clark. <laughs> they don't close. <laughs> they don't well, the pandemic them. has taught well, us. Yes, in do. fact, they do. <laughs> Sorry. Well, Sorry, folks. Europe's closed. Who should have told you out front? <laughs> 40, 40 years later, we find out the truth. Oh, oh, my gosh. Well, and as he talks to Mr. Wally, he talk, Wally reflects upon his road trips with his family as a kid. Oh, terrible idea. Terrible, terrible idea. And they forgive him. And go on rides. And they go on rides. Go on rides. And that's how it ends, with the police and all them going on rides with Mr. Wally. It's, and it's, a, it's a great movie. It is. And, and let's, let's come back. And what ends with the story of Abraham? He does get to the promised land. Promised land. He, even after all of his foibles and Going all of his Going to the family, promised land. Yeah, he gets in. <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's where the Israelites have been ever since in some measure and or degree. You know, I, it makes me think about our family vacations as a kid growing up. You know, our I, my family didn't have much. You know, you're, you're young, you're stupid, you don't know. Mm-hmm. And we would always go up to, to the lakes uh, up in... Um, the Pennsylvania or up in New York or up in New Hampshire, or even all the way up to Maine, we would drive. And my father had a 1971 Plymouth Fury 3 two-door. Uh, the door is probably as big as my car is now. Yeah. Uh, you could comfortably fit a family of 10 in the trunk. If you open the door, could you get in the back seat without having to move the front seat oh, forward? You didn't have to move the front seat. <laughs> that's You'd a big just, door. That's a big old door. My yeah. brother and I could both lay down on the back seat of the car 
and have room. It's a big, big It was taxi. a big old car. And, and, you know, we used to go up to these cabins. We'd buy food. We'd bring food. That's the big, oh, yeah. you know, one of the great joys of it was buying the little boxes of cereal. Remember those oh, little yeah. samplers? Oh, on uh, vacation. It was like the fight for the cereal you never, ever got, but it was in those little sampler packs. Oh, yeah. And a uh, big deal. You know, we'd be up there at the lake and we'd go out for dinner one night. Ooh, this is. I, we had very similar vacations because for mine it was a Toyota wagon. Okay. Which I remember the time they loaded all the luggage into the middle seat, and my mm-hmm. brother and I laid out in the back. Yeah. But they couldn't reach us. That's right. You were at a firing until, range <laughs> until Dad pulled over the car and whooped oh, his yeah. mouth. <laughs> Don't make me pull over this but car. We'd go from north uh, northwest Illinois all the way down to Pensacola, Florida. Okay, to stay with friends who had a pool for two weeks. We just come to Florida. Yeah, and it was the same kind of thing. We'd yeah. cook a lot, and every once in a while, you get treat. We'd go out. Big deal, baby. We're going out for yeah. dinner. I, they'd buy like five pounds of shrimp, and we'd come home and shell them. And, and I still oh, remember yeah. it was 1974. I'm older than you remember. Yes, we I wasn't went, born yet. We went up to Maine. It was when Richard Nixon resigned as president. We drove up to Maine. And the big deal was we went for two weeks. Never had done that before. Two-week vacation. And for for our big dinner out, my parents found this place. And it was a lo- Sizzler. It was a lobster boil. No, no. <laughs> it was so cool. You got on a little boat, and it took you over to an island where they had this lobster boil. And you got a whole main lobster and ears of corn and potatoes and all that. It was so good. We went back the next week. <laughs> uh, I got to do it twice. I got to do it twice. Now, I think your I bring, dad liked it. I bring this up because there is something very uh, spiritual in many respects about a family vacation oh. that creates these kinds of memories. I think our society is in such a rush these days that maybe Clark Griswold was on the something, and maybe Father Abraham, in God's infinite wisdom, was on the something that this type of journey creates family memories that last forever. I mean, we can still talk about it. My mom still talks about how my brother and I sitting in the back of the car would do all the lines from Looney Tune cartoons. To this day, I can still do all the lines from Bugs and Thugs. You can look that up on YouTube, Perfect. people. Go do Bugs and Thugs. Clancy, take the boys and surround the house. I can still do all the lines from that one. Uh, just amazing the memories that it creates and how precious those are to a family. Um, and I'm sure you had those same experiences Absolutely. with your brother. You know, Great you, memories. You just you don't forget those. It bonded your family together. Our, ours was the one time uh, the Harris's moved to Puerto Rico for three years because he was in the Navy. He was mm-hmm. a PA in the Navy. And, of course, we couldn't do that every year. So in the middle of those three years, we had saved the money to go visit there. That mm-hmm. was an incredible I was going to say you didn't drive yeah. to Puerto Rico. No, you had we to flew. get on a plane. You know, Went through Newark, I remember. Uh, Newark. Nark. Got to get it like a New Jersey. Nark. Yeah. Nark, New Jersey. It's memories. Great it. memories. That's it. I mean, that's yeah. really what I still remember that one, that trip up to Maine. Uh, that second week, we had friends uh, that were up there on vacation at the same time. Uh-huh. And we met up at the uh, docks and we bought fresh lobsters and the Beaties. It was Chuck and Eva Beatty. They brought over the big lobster pot and we boiled the lobsters. And the one my brother picked out was so dang big and so obstinate and did not want to die. Uh, in that pot of boiling water, you had to hold the lid of the pot down because he kept popping it off with his monster <laughs> claw. You know He's crying for his life. Did you know they did an episode of Saturday Night Live once, and oh. it was the telethon about the lobster saved the lobster? <laughs> that was so great. 
I think we're going to get in trouble with the animal lovers here. But man, I do love me a good lobster. And it does bring back great memories. Which brings us to our question of the day. day. You know, where have you gone with your family that has created these kinds of lasting memories? You know, God gives us these, what I would call sacred spaces, this sacred time with family to develop, to enliven, and to enrich family memory. Uh, they're, they're powerful and important. What are those ones for you? Uh, do a little reminiscing today. Do a, do a little smile on your face as you think back to some of the, the goofy things you did as a family and, and where you went. I know as I think about my own wife and kids, when we were early on in ministry and didn't have much, we used to do what we did with my parents. We would rent a cabin up in Lake George, New York, take the kids up there, you know, the place had a canoe or a rowboat. We'd go get ice cream with the kids. We made a lot of the meals ourselves in our house that we rented, the cabin we rented. And they're priceless, priceless memories. So what are those memories you have today? And how has God blessed you with them? I think that's a pretty good question. National Lampoon's Vacation leads us to talk about. Now, next time... While I was on my vacation and traveling to and from the Dominican Republic, uh, downloaded some movies, a movie I wanted to see, uh, just never had the time to do it, but finally did. It came out in the year 2016. We're going to take a look at a movie that starred uh, George Clooney and a whole host of other people, a little movie called Hail Caesar. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the Dr. Jeffrey Skopak and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. <laughs>